This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to a brand new Derby podcast. Uh, Not another Derby podcast, you might be saying. And uh, I'm one of your four hosts today. I'm Jake, and I'm joined by Lawrence. Hello. Uh, Adam. Hello. And Jacob. Yeah, right, everyone. So you might recognise a few of us from Twitter, you might not. Um, basically, we're all Derby fans, you know, we've all supported the team for a long time, and we thought we'd come together and create a podcast um, just to talk about Derby, get you guys involved, and hopefully build up a little bit of a community. So the first thing we were thinking of talking about today was the match yesterday. So we're actually recording this. It's the 30th today that we're recording this. And um, we're going to be talking a little bit about the, uh, the game against Birmingham, which hopefully we'll all be looking forward to because it was quite a, quite a good game. So, uh, lads, what were your thoughts on, uh, on yesterday's 4-0 win? Well, we definitely needed it. Definitely needed it. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, to be 3-0 up after 25 minutes, I, I, I didn't know if I was dreaming. I was a bit in shock. Um, <laughs> But no, I think it's a much needed win. Another clean sheet. I think that's five clean sheets in six games now. Um, you know, I definitely didn't think that Rooney taking, you know, taking Ray would sturdy our defence up. Um, but I'm hoping that, we, although the first few goals were a little bit scrappy, I'm hoping that's unlocked a little bit of confidence in the team now. To, yeah. You know, to go and score a few more. Yeah, I'm I'm fully in agreement with that. Um, I think it's one of those that we sort of needed, didn't we? I think those those early goals, especially the the two that came quite quickly, one after the other, uh, at the start. I think they've they've really helped us because before we we had decent players and we had decent attacks, but we didn't seem to have that like cutting edge. We didn't have that confidence when we were going forwards. And I think I think scoring a few goals will definitely help us, especially in the next few weeks. Um, what about what about you, Lawrence? What did you think of the game? I mean, it really felt like I was in 2014, to be honest. It was just like, <laughs> it really does feel like McLaren's having an influence on this team because we're playing such good football. And it's yeah. just it's just reminiscent of like 2014-15 when we're like top of the league and stuff. And yeah, I, it's just good signs all around, really. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd agree with you. What about you, Adam? What did you think of the game last night? Yeah, I think it's very much like 2014. Um, I think McLaren's... You can definitely tell the difference between Koku and Rooney and influence mm. McLaren's having. And uh, the goal was yesterday. Especially the fourth one wasn't from a set piece. I thought it was much, very, very much needed. Finally. Yeah, yeah, finally. Yeah. And I think it, it was uh, the fourth goal especially. was um, It was it was something special, wasn't it? From Kamal Yushviak yeah. out on the wing. Yeah. And then that's, that late run by Knight, you could see he was pointing for it. Yushviak picked him out, weaker foot, 
right on his toe and he couldn't miss. He actually, uh, he actually started that run just before kickoff. So mm. it's quite interesting to... Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah, I've heard he, uh, he, he didn't even get the bus back. He just ran home yesterday. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, the goals. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. important. <laughs> Who wants to break them down? Go on then. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. Only if you the first me. one. <laughs> the first one. Shinny's Shinny's pretty poor corner. Straight to Neil Etheridge. Need what? Looked in the lights and got the ball. Felix <laughs> plays into an empty net, really, didn't he? Really. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh, it was. It. it was. It was shoddy defensively. Quite hard to describe, really. Yeah, yeah he was. Um, it was a questionable kid. one. Yeah, I, th- I think as the ball came in, I was sort of thinking, "Oh, what a poor ball that is!" Yeah, like he just he put it straight straight in the keeper's hands, and then he, he just happened to forget how to use his hands and give it straight to Pete. I mean, it was reminiscent of the playoff final when Kelly Reese. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't bring that up again. Well, it's unlike Etheridge. From from my personal, you know, from looking back on his career, especially with uh, Cardiff in the Premier League, he, I didn't he didn't strike me as a keeper that fumbled many uh, chances like that. So, I you know, uncharacteristic I'd say for him to drop the ball. Um, I think they were singing his praises before the game as well. So I wasn't expecting it. But I think it's about time we got you know rubber the green. It's been a long time coming that we've had a little lucky goal, a little fluky goal like that, and we've had a few go against us. So. Um, to be honest, I'd rather score a little goal like that than a forty-yard screamer sometimes, just to get the uh, get the ball rolling. I was, I was quite happy when, uh, and it couldn't be for a better player to score either. You know, Bielek's been absolutely outstanding. Yeah, he deserves. So um, great for him to get his yeah. first goal. Yeah, you could tell how much he meant to him as well with the celebration. Yeah, yeah. I see Yushak yeah. was the first man over there to celebrate <laughs> with him as well. Yeah. Of course, it's great to see their chemistry. Yeah, yeah, it is. All right, um, second goal. But the second goal, the penalty could have gone either way, couldn't it? Really, in the past weeks, you might not have got that penalty. I feel like mm. yeah. yesterday we were got rubber the green with it. Yeah, I feel yeah. yeah. we've had a couple of those before, and we haven't got him, have we? I think yeah. I think it was a penalty. I think it was definitely. A penalty. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But certainly, I, I get where you're coming from. Like this season, it's been a bit odd with the refereeing decisions. I don't. I think there's been some woeful ones. You know, to the point where. Uh, the EFL, you know, they wanted to hold a meeting with the referees, was it, to to go over it? So yeah, complaining, uh, and rightly so because it has. Been, we've seen even just at Derby some woeful decisions so far, um, but I think no, on this occasion it was the right call. It's nice to see us actually getting a few decisions our way. So long may that continue. To be fair, yeah, I I agree. I think it, it says a lot about Sibley as well. The way he, he just ran and he ran directly and I think that's something as a team we lack at times mm. we don't have many players that will run at defenders and there's nothing defenders hate more you know I've, I've played in defence a long time obviously not at the, the levels that Derby player but it, it, any player running at you is a challenge you know it's 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 not easy to defend against someone that's travelling towards you at pace and I think Sibley showed that perfectly you know um, I think it was Harley Dean the defender that gave the penalty away he just he just couldn't get near him and yeah, ended up helping Graham Shinney score the surprisingly well taken penalty. It's a very good penalty, isn't it? <laughs> so my dog had just come in. Sorry for the. Uh, that's why definitely, I'm he definitely wasn't the player I expected to. Uh, no, I really wasn't <laughs> expecting Shinney to be still over that ball. No. Good penalty, I think most people expected it to be Kazim Richards, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I wouldn't have been surprised if he'd taken it. Jason Knight, maybe, uh, Jutriak. Um, there's quite a few players I thought could have taken it. <laughs> but going back yeah, to Sibley, yeah. I, think, I think he really suits the left wing, to be fair. The way he just he runs with the well. ball. Yeah. Um, and he can go either way, really, because he can use his right as well. As we saw on the 23s uh, in the week, he scored a goal on his right foot. Outside the yeah, box, it's so. good, good finish I think as well. Like yeah. They didn't shove Knight out wide again. I think yeah. Yeah. usually when yeah, injured, um, or we've had a winger suspended, the go-to has been, oh, OK, we'll put Knight there then. But I think yeah. Rooney's seen now that Knight is better central. It's not even just better. like He actually helps the team so much central yeah. that we lose something. If he's, he's, he's just wasted out wide. Yeah, well, I think going back to that direct running point, Knight isn't that sort of player. He doesn't, when he picks the ball up out wide, he doesn't run at people um, because that's not in his skill set. That's not his game. Mm. And I think having having someone out there like Sibley that did it and then keeping Knight in the middle, instead of weakening two positions, you're actually strengthening possibly both positions, mm. I'd say. Because personally, I, I think, like especially because it was Waghorn that Sibley replaced, I think Sibley's as good as, if not better, than Waghorn in that position. What do you I guys think? think? I think technically he's probably better than, than Sibley. Oh, then Waghorn, sorry. Yeah. And the way he runs with yeah. the ball is a lot more threatening. What about I that third? Like... Oh, yeah. Sorry. Go on. Sorry. We're <laughs> more of a threat when Sibley's on the ball than Waghorn. I feel like he's going to yeah. do something. Whereas Waghorn, I can't, I can't, I don't feel that. He normally just looks for yeah. the shot, doesn't he? Hmm. Yeah. 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 Right, so your shot. dog? Yeah, he's, he's really annoying. <laughs> I'm not sure what I can do. I might just shut the door quickly. Cause, uh... So, Adam, uh, what what about the third goal? Um, well, it was another poor corner from Shinny, really, wasn't it? Well, I, I can't tell whether it was poor or whether he meant to do that in the near post for Clark. But it was a nice flick on from Clark. It hit the hand of one of their players, I think. And then it hmm. goes onto Sibley's toe and... Because Richard is there to swash it in the line. Yeah, I think uh, I, I saw that uh, Wisdom's brother Dash put um, he put earlier that he was saying that Kaz and Richard stole his goal. So I'm assuming that Wisdom got a touch in, in it somewhere, somewhere yeah. in the, the melee in the box. It doesn't look yeah. like it, just a pinball in the box, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I don't think it was a poor corner. I thought it was quite a good corner. I think he, he picked out whoever it was at the front post quite well. Yeah, um, I, I couldn't tell whether he meant it or not. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You, sometimes you get that sometimes. You'll hit a corner and it'll just yeah. end up going straight onto someone's head when you've not even meant to put it there. Yeah. No, no, it's nice to score from corners. I mean, corners have been won for the last few seasons where we've dreaded, you know, conceding. Yeah. Um, and, and there's been no point in taking them. The, the few amount of goals we've scored has been, you know, highly spoke about. Yeah. Um, but to get a couple of goals from, from that kind of position uh, in today's, I mean... Credit to the team. We're, we're improving in certain areas, it's clear to see. And I think that yeah. the first few goals to be able to get them over the line in that way, whereas we haven't been doing that in the first, you know, first 15, 16 games of the season. Yeah. Um, it's good to be seen that we're, we're getting those goals now. So what's interesting, uh, something I noticed yesterday, was we've changed the way we do set pieces now. So obviously before, Rooney was taking every set piece. Whereas now, it seems to be like the smallest player we can find of that foot that's taking the set piece. So it's like Shinny with his left, Burn with his right. And yeah. I think that's helping us because we end up having players in the box that are bigger, players in the box that are willing to fight for it rather than having players that usually wouldn't. You know what I mean? So like Knight will be sitting back defending, uh, but that's all right because then you've got, as yesterday, you've got Clark, you've got Wisdom, you've got Forsyth, 
and then you've got still got people like Kazim Richards in there, and all mm. of a sudden we've got a lot more aerial threat. And I think that was our problem before with set pieces. We didn't have enough big men in there. Mm. We could have scored like four set piece goals yesterday because yeah. Clark had two great chances. The post should have gone in. Yeah, Clark mm. always rides as tallest. Yeah, yeah. He's, he just jumps so high, doesn't he? I don't know, he goes straight down the middle. Yeah, <laughs> every, every time. time. <laughs> Yeah. I like how uh, I like how Derby felt the need to post out the goal line technology um, photo. It clearly didn't go over the line. Yeah, it's nowhere near. Still felt the need to put a little uh, just for confirmation. Uh, it didn't Yeah, I mean it's just good to say something like that. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is. Yeah, I agree. What about that fourth goal? Oh, it was amazing. What can you the say? Cross from Yos- well, the, the touch from Josviak to get it out of his feet to the left. Yeah, they looked And then to, to cross it into the box right on Knight's foot. That was brilliant. Yeah. Josviak did that little, that little sort of heel flick thing about four times. <laughs> it worked every single time. <laughs> no one could read it. I don't know. Yeah. Took two players out of the game, didn't they? Completely took two players out of the game. Then deliveries. Mm, yeah. I think that's that's a good thing about Yushiak, and I think that's what he has that sort of takes him above Waghorn and Lawrence, is that he can play on both sides. Yeah. And I think he, he adapts his game based on where he's playing. Like on the left, he seems to be more direct. He's trying to get shots at goal. He's trying to, you know, go straight for the jugular. Whereas on the right, I think he's more of a creative force. Yeah, exactly. And, and he also has uh, two feet as well. Like he can cross and shoot yeah. with his left foot. As he's shown, he scored and assisted with his left foot. So, yeah. He just shows his take someone on as well. We've been missing mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, Waggy, when you put him out wide, you know, he's a very direct player, I think. He's not very... Uh, I don't, he's, well, I don't feel that confident when he's taking someone. I don't think he's going to yeah. drift someone or, you know, have the skills to sort of work his way around. Um, whereas when Juju acts on the ball, you, you, you just... You don't believe that he's going to lose it. And even if he yeah. gets tripped, you see him get cropped multiple times and he gets straight back up and um, he's, he's, he's a dangerous player. He either keeps the ball or he wins the foul. That seems to be how it... Oh, it's been going for him. He's, he's an very, exciting player, isn't he? He's very yeah. good at staying on his feet as well. You can see, like, they sort of push him in the back and he still managed to stay up and, like, sort yeah. of, yeah, turn with it. I, I saw someone put that Yushiak uh, is everything that we thought Joseph soon would be. And I think that's yeah. that's a great point. I think, was, uh, I think, Conway. Conway. yeah, yeah, it's, it's a good point because, you know, Yushiak is skillful. He's good on the board. He can shoot. He can score. And that's what we expected when Joseph soon joined. But it's nice that we've actually got someone that can do that now, because I don't think around a similar prize win there as well. Yeah, I, I think on a on a permanent deal, I think he's probably the best winger we've had since Ince. Since Ince, yeah. I'd say, I'd say since Ince left, uh, we've been lacking that quality of someone who can just take on the player and, and yeah. with it. Um, and yeah, we've and obviously Ince has um, had a bit of a, a mare, hasn't he, since leaving? Yeah. Not, not yeah. set the world alight, but. Um, I think we're in a good position with Juviak now. Either way, we've got him now, and if we ever sell him, it's for a profit, guaranteed. Oh, sure. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think we're, enjoying, we're enjoying while he stays with us, and hope he stays with us for a while, but if not, then it's I can't see it being anything other than a great a great purchase for the team. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I agree. I agree. The change think... to recent purchases of players, isn't it? Like Wycombe oh, yeah. Johnson. It's a, it's a better purchase of player than previous players. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Um, if you look at, I know Philip Koku, obviously the football we played wasn't ideal, but the signings that we made, I mean, if you if you cast aside the two free transfers in Ibe, who we'll get to in a little bit, and um, I've got his name now, Tverik, um, 
all the signings that he's made have been good signings. You think you've got Marshall, good signing, Byrne, good signing, Yushiak, good signing. Because in Richards. Because in Richards, good signing, Bielik, good signing. Everyone. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's not made a stinker of a signing, has he? No, and and every single signing has brought something to the table. And I think that's something that we have to be uh, a little bit grateful for. And hopefully we can carry that on. I think he definitely had a plan with what he wanted yeah. to do, but for whatever reason, he wasn't able to fulfil that. Yeah. I think that's why with Koku, I, I don't, I can't ever slate him. I can't be upset with him. Yeah. So it's not similar to when Rowett left, we all had a bit of a dig at him. And, you know, when Lampard left, we were all a bit heartbroken and a bit sad that on the way he'd left it, but it was a bit yeah. more understandable. Um, but with Koku, I think it was probably the right time for him to go. I think you can say thank you for trying because, you know, he was a good guy as well. Yeah. He put a lot of his own time into the club. He dealt with everything he was throwing, everything that's around him so well. Yeah. I can't, I can't imagine him on that front. Yeah. A proper class act. Yeah. yeah. He did well protecting the club as well when the financial fair play thing happened. Yeah. yeah. He did well at protecting the club. Yeah. yeah. I definitely think we could be in a much worse situation now if not for Cocker. So I, I would like, yeah, you know, I would think that, um, I'd like to think that most of the Derby fans are wary of that and are grateful for, for what he did do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's it's the same. I know, obviously, it's his styles are vastly different, like Nigel Clough. But in a way, he's done a similar job. He's he's taken a, the club, he's steadied the ship, and then he's gone, and we've replaced him with what seems to be a, a partnership that works between Rooney and McLaren, and obviously Rossini as well. So I think I think we've done well there. To be honest, I think hopefully it'll have the same impact as uh, after Clough left. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, we certainly look quite good after that. Um, given that, what are you predicting our season expectation now? Where are we going to finish, do you think? Go on, Jake. I know you want to say something. Uh, I was asked this the day. Um, and I said, I, I don't want to get ahead of myself. I'm thinking there's still a long way to go. We're by no means perfect. Um, so I said about 18th in terms of, I think, I think I, like, not one part of me thinks we're going to go down. I, I can accept that it's a possibility. Like, it's still a big possibility looking at the table now. Um, but I don't think we will go down. I think we'll be safe by, by a fair few points. But then I think we're quite, you know, I think we're a little, a little way off the, the top half of the table at the minute. In, in terms of points, I think we showed against Swansea that we can match the teams up there now, which is a promising sign. But I think there's quite a lot of work to do. We'd have to be very consistent to get into the top half. Um, so I think we are capable of that. I think, you know, 18th, 17th, somewhere around there is probably reasonable. And I'd say Rooney has done a good job if we if we finish there. Well said, well said. Yep. <laughs> what, what do the rest of you guys think? Um, I'm going to be a bit more ambitious and say we can maybe just sneak into like mid-table to top half. Because I just think the way things are going, as long as everyone stays fit, I think there's real potential to be able to just work away at the table gradually. And yeah, I think... I don't know. Yeah, basically, I just think I think we'll go about mid table that way. The I'm I'm sort of thinking the same way, but in a way, in a way, in a very optimistic way, I'm thinking if we can carry on with the form we're having, and if we can improve in January, I don't see why we can push like for at least top half and maybe even further. I'm just checking now. We're 17 points off the playoffs currently. Now, if that sounds like a lot, but then if you look at Villa and the resurgence they had, they were further behind than that with a lot less to play. So 
you know, I'm not saying playoffs is a possibility before people take this out of context. Please don't do that. Um, but I reckon we, we do have the potential to push higher up because we've got a good squad. We've got a good, what seems to be a good man manager in Rooney and a good tactical manager in Rooney mm. with Steve McLaren helping with the coaching behind it. You know, one of the best coaches in England. Numerous people have said that he's one of the best coaches they've ever worked with. And Shane Nicholson seems to have got them all into shape. I only found out yesterday that um, Steve Haynes, who's been here since like 2007, has gone and Shane Nicholson actually like replaced him. I thought they were working oh, really? together, but he's replaced him, yeah. Um, and he seems to have done a job because, I mean, look at, look at yeah, the way the players are, are running. Yeah. Kazim Richards, 34 years old, it's like the 80th minute and he's still bombing around the pitch. You mm. know? It's a change. It's such that. a change. He's done that from the first game as well. So yeah. I didn't expect it. Obviously, with him being, well, with him not being involved for so long, you're thinking, well, you, was it a fitness thing? He wasn't even included in the squad that one week, if you remember. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm but I know he was, wasn't included in the squad. Um, so to see him come back into the squad and just straight away be just running like non-stop and mm. putting a really, really good shift in as well, not, not just running around, he's, you know, he's doing well the hold-up play. Um, the second to none, I think, a few people were quite upset with um, Chris Martin leaving in terms yeah. of the play. Obviously, brought a lot to the team last year under Koku. Mm. Um, and I think we're worried about how, being able to replace him, especially, you know, we didn't think we'd be able to replace him on a free transfer. Yeah. Um, and then out of the uh, out of darkness comes Colin Kazim Richards. And I mean, personally, I think he's better this season than Martin was last season. I agree. I'm with you. And he's, um, I think when he first. Oh, sorry. I think it's one goal behind Martin so far this campaign, despite starting a lot less. Mm. So, although obviously with Martin, you do have the links to the fact he's been at the club for a long time. And um, when you think of Martin, you do think of a bit of a cult hero in terms of what he did for the club under McLaren's first period in charge. Um, But on the whole, I think uh, Kazim Richards has been a great replacement and has improved the team more than Martin would have if he'd said. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, inclined to agree with you there. Um, I think the the thing that Kazim Richards brings that Martin never had is movement. And I, I think his, his movement is so much better. His pressing is so much more intelligent. Maybe his link-up play is not as good. I don't, I don't think, it, from a link-up point of view, he's, he's not got those tricks and flicks as much as Martin had because that was his sort of like repertoire. Mm. But yeah, he, he's, you know, he's scoring goals. Like when he joined, people were making out like he, he couldn't hit a barn door with a machine gun, but he, he can mm. score. He can score goals. Yeah. That's the thing. You watch him play and he's like, he's not, he's not the, like the donkey that people made him out to be. He's, he's, he's a good footballer. I think with, because Richards, the thing was, no one actually knew about him. Yeah. I think oh, because no, we all, all we heard was that Colin Kazim Richards hasn't played in England for seven years, 34 years old. He's been playing in leagues that, as, as you know, English people, we, we don't really look into the South American leagues. It's not. You not watch the Mexican league. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is that Liga MX? Is that? Where, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, with them, with the South American leagues and that, they're not well broadcasted over here. So we weren't to know, you know, what his record was like. We we didn't really pay attention to him when he was in Turkey either. So it's not a name that we've heard a lot of. Um, so I think you can forgive the fans for being a bit disheartened by some of the players we're linked with, like Serdar Derson. Um, yeah. And then to end up with a 34-year-old free agent who hasn't p- played in England for seven years, yeah. on paper, you, you wouldn't be too excited. But um, his attitude and what he brings to the squad off the field as well, you, you, you know, we've all seen his interviews saying um, 
with, with Owen Bradley talking about, you know, how he feels about his career and seeing Derby in a position where we shouldn't be, but talking so um, passionately about how he believes we can be better. Yeah. I think he's a great guy to have on the team. And you saw him with his arm around uh, young Kate Gordon uh, yeah. yesterday. I think just he's a player that, again, you know, ref, like referring him back to the whole like Martin comparison, I think you have to, because I think he is Martin's replacement. Mm. Um, I don't, I, I don't recall seeing Martin being that hands-on with, with the squad either. Um, yeah. as, much, as much of um, a leader like Kazim Richards is. So I think it's just uh, we're unbelievably lucky, I think, that we've yeah. signed free agent and he's had the impact he's had. I, I agree. And I think that sort of leads us on to another point about um, Serdar Dursan, who you mentioned there. Um, obviously, we're linked with him. Uh, I've heard rumours of a 500 grand bid or around there that's been accepted. You know, it's all, it's all rumours at the minute. There's all the stuff about the work permit. But He's a striker. He's got nine goals in 13 games, three assists, which is a ridiculous record in the uh, Bundesliga 2. Um, would he be a Kazi Richards replacement or do you reckon he'd be more of the sort of player that would be competitive so we wouldn't have one striker starting every game? We could change our game depending on who we're playing. I'm not sure. What do you guys I certainly hope. I certainly hope he isn't a replacement. Yeah. I hope that they do rotate. But you never know. He could be. But I think with the form that Richard's had recently, you can't replace him. It's got to be a sort of rotation sort of thing. Yeah. It depends how well he does when he comes in. If he just scores yeah. goes to fund, you can't drop him again because of Richard's can you? But it would depend really how it pans out. Mm. Yeah, I think I think either way, it would be an improvement to have him into the squad. I think what you've got to take into account as well is that Kazim Richards is 34. Um, yeah. So, what, is he 27? 29. 29. 29 either way, it's five years off. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's a um, big gulf, isn't it? Yeah, I knew he was in his, his late 20s, but I mean, I, I can't see a way that he comes in and doesn't help the squad. I think if you look at his stats, they're, they're promising. I think when there's a bit of um, an allure around um, Derby when we sign foreign players, because we've had quite a few not work out with, um, as much as I love him, Abdul Kamara <laughs> stands out. <laughs> quite, um, meet the expectations. Obviously, Raul Albantoza, we've had a couple of young players come over. To um, Eric as well. Yeah, to be it recently. Um, but then I think then when you compare it to Kamil Jusviak and when he came over, we were all excited for him. We all, we've all we all seen clips of him. We've seen the stats and everything was impressive. Well, I think with the other players we've signed, they didn't exactly have convincing stats either. Yeah. Um, I, and I think with Dursun, in terms of we can see he's good. He's got quality. Mm, like yeah. If he comes into the, into the squad and doesn't improve it, then it's not a problem on his behalf. I think we failed him in a way. He just he, I can't see that um, I can't see a situation where he comes and doesn't add something to the squad. Yeah, I, I'm completely in agreement with you, to be honest. And I think he's got a lot of comparisons with like players like Zlatan Ibrahimovic with the mm. with the way he plays. And I was I was having this this chat earlier with uh, with my dad this morning, um, just about like Derby's style of striker, because obviously, as was mentioned before, Kazan Richards is like our Chris Martin replacement. And it was either for our second striker, do we have someone, you know, that's a different type of player? Like if we had Jack Marriott on the bench, you know, he's a different type of player to Kazim Richards. He can, you know, stretch defences, he'll run in behind. Or do we have two strikers that play a similar role? And then, you know, we've got two players that we can keep the same style of play and we can swap them round and then it won't impact the rest of the team if they get moved. So I think, yeah, based on everything that we've all said, I think it'd be great signing. I think he'd be very okay. good signing. From what I've seen about him as well, he, he's like one of those players where the level of football he plays at won't affect the amount of goals he scores. Mm. Because 
the goals he scores aren't the goals based on well, they're based on skill. But like Zlatan, doesn't matter where he is, he'll still yeah. score. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. Um, we have only just got ten minutes left on the Zoom meeting, so uh, we're just going to round off. I think with um, our predictions for the upcoming Chef Wednesday game on New Year's Day. What do you guys think? Ooh, it's a tough one. It's a tough one purely because of Pulis being sacked. Um, mm. They've got that sort of grey cloud, you know, from over the head. It's sort of gone now. Um, they've got no pressure on them because of their league position and because of, you know, being managerless. And they've just come off the back of a win. Um, but I think the confidence in our squad right now is um, quite telling. And I'd be very disappointed if we didn't pick three points. Um, so, so I think my my heart my heart says we'll we'll easily win. I think a one or two nil just just get the get the job done. So we're not shipping many. I don't expect to go there and ship a lot of goals. Yeah. Um, you know that I, I didn't actually watch that last game, but from what I've seen of them before that under Pulis, they weren't um, they weren't too good to watch. But yeah. you never know. They, they've not got a manager at the minute. I'll, I'll say um, I'll say we'll take the three points. I'll try and stay optimistic, and then if I get proven wrong, I'll go back to my pessimistic ways. <laughs> In the past, but yeah, I'll, I'll say we'll get a, a good one nil or two nil win and uh, take that three points. All right, what do you think, Jake? Um, I'm I'm of a similar mindset. So one of my best mates is a Middlesbrough fan, and obviously Middlesbrough got beaten by uh, Chef Wednesday yesterday, and he was absolutely raging because he thought that uh, Chef Wednesday were terrible. He was saying how poor they were, but he just said that Middlesbrough were just even worse. So you know. Take that with a pinch of salt, but I think yeah, I'm I'm on the same lines as you, Jake. I think we should theoretically we should go and get the three points. I can see why we might not, but I think with the way we're playing, with the confidence we have, and the fact that they're a little bit of a rudderless ship at the minute, I think we'll uh, we'll go and take three points. What do you think, Adam? I think the same, really. I think one or two no win, and then hopefully we can keep a clean sheet, keep the um, keep that rolling. Get what would be seven? Will be seven and six? And then, be, yeah, just be. Well, no, it'd be six yeah. and seven. I'll, six and seven. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. <laughs> six and seven. That'd yeah, be very good. Keep, keep the uh, <laughs> the run rolling. Seven and six. I'm glad you. Uh, I'm glad you corrected me. Otherwise, I'll, this would go out and I'd go out wrong. I'm sure that happened. <laughs> oh, I think that would have been sapped up straight away. It was a very impressive stat for a good number <laughs> <laughs> account. But. But yeah, I agree with all of you. I think I'm very confident for this game. I think we are we're brimming confidence as a, as a squad. I just I can't see a world we're going to lose this game. To be honest, I mean it's a very bold claim. Don't it say could, that. could backfire, but yeah, I'm confident. I think, in, I think in after we've all said that, I think just to keep us a little bit um, a bit uh, grounded, I'm just going to stay on record. I think we're going to lose five nil. Uh, so if anyone does watch this, uh, they can clip that part when we lose. Um, in, <laughs> Like I say, I'm optimistic. So, um, we're in a good run of form. You know, barring the pressing game. I think the pressing game, weirdly enough, I think that almost helped with, with the win against uh, Birmingham. They were more inspired. They knew they shouldn't have lost that game. And yeah. I think it probably hurt them because they'd done so well for the whole game. And to lose in that fashion, they wanted to put it right. And now they've put it right, they're going to make sure they don't want to do that again. And they're a team that are below us. I'm sure Rooney would have spoke to them about that. I think we'll be well geared up for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that as well. I think the Preston game was really frustrating. And it's frustrating for the players. It's frustrating for all of us watching. And I think in the short term, it was awful. It was a horrible feeling. But I think in the long term, 
that's going to push us on to work harder and win games and work until the last second of the game. Because I think we switched off a little bit at the end of that one. I think we'll learn from that, especially with the young players we have in the squad. And uh, I think in the long term, that'll help us a lot. Yeah, I was going to touch just before we finish a little bit on the squad as well. Um, in terms of, are we? do you think we're keeping the same 11? Obviously, we've had... Um, Whitaker wasn't included in the squad last game. You know, do we think he'll be returned? Obviously, Cade Gordon uh, made an appearance. Do you think he'll stay with the squad? Um, you know, to where it was on the bench is, you know, there's a few a few little things to talk about. Might I come back? Um, what so? What are you thinking about the squad? Do you reckon we keep the same eleven? Do you reckon anyone comes in on the bench or gets dropped? Maybe Buchanan could come back. That's anyone I could think about really. Yeah. Forsyth, hmm. but he didn't, he didn't play badly. So no, I thought Forsyth played well. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably keep it the same if I was in charge, but. Yeah, I think I'd be in the same boat. You win four nil, you've got to keep a, a similar sort of team. I think you can't really drop the only that. yeah, exactly. I think the only changes we'll make will be on the bench. I think the the bench is a bit of a lucky dip at the minute. Yeah, with who goes on and who goes off. Obviously, we're we're not too sure what what happened with Jordan I, but um, mm. do we think we'll see him back on the bench? Would you be surprised? I, th- I think with with Derby posting publicly, I don't think we will. Mm. At least not for a while. Yeah, I think that's uh, another one. Let's not make any claims. <laughs> uh, you got anything else, lads? Before we uh, we go on to the the final bit. No, I think I think we've uh, um, no. covered so far. Nice one. So quickly before we finish, uh, we've got a little bit of a quiz. Um, so essentially, the rules of the quiz: we've got five questions. Uh, this quiz is going to be about our last game against Birmingham, um, and. The way it's going to work is I'm going to ask five questions. Uh, all you've got to do, DM your five answers to at another Derby pod on, uh, on Twitter. And uh, the best ones will get a shout out. So if you, if you get five out of five or four out of five, you'll, uh, you'll get a shout out from us. And if you're not already following us, um, I don't know how you've got here if you're not following <laughs> us, to be honest. But if, if, you, if the chance is that you haven't, then uh, please follow us uh, at another Derby Pod on Twitter, and I'm sure we'll be making Instagram and Facebook and spreading spreading a little bit more soon. So, the five questions. So, question one: uh, In the game against Birmingham, who had the most shots on target? So, which player had the most shots on target in the game? Uh, question two: Who completed the most dribbles? I think that's quite an easy one. Uh, question three: Who assisted Kaz and Richards' goal? You might have to uh, watch the clip a few times for that one because I had to watch it about ten times to work it out. Uh, question four: uh, What did Neil Etheridge, so Cardiff's goalkeeper, blame for his mistake early in the game? So when he dropped the corner, what did he blame that on? And the final question: uh, This very easy one: uh, What is the name of Birmingham City Stadium? So I'm sure the majority of you have been, but uh, yeah. So they're the five questions. If you get your five questions, DM them to us, tweet them to us. Uh, let us know. Let us know what you think of the podcast. Um, you know, it's our first time yeah, doing it. Been good. I've liked it. Any, any suggestions or anything? Um, yeah, yeah, let us know. If, if there's anything that you can uh, suggest that you think would boost us, or help us overtake our rival, no, I'm joking. Quite for you, Simon. If there's anything you think we could do, could bring to it, then let us know. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll have to give it a go. Uh, but yeah, it's been it's been a pleasure. I've enjoyed it. Cheers, cheers, lads. Thank you very much. And uh, yeah, thanks very much for listening. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you all after Sheffield Wednesday, hopefully with three more points. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.